Welcome to Unpacking the Home Advantage. My podcast is to help you understand the mortgage loan side through my experience and knowledge. My name is Paige Ashby. Is putting your property into an LLC or a living trust a good idea? Well, I'll go over the information with you and the pros and cons. Let's get unpacking. Today, we're going to go over why and how to put your property into an LLC or a revocable living trust. I've had many questions on these topics. Full disclosure, this information is from my experience and what I've learned about it and done myself. I'm not a financial advisor nor a lawyer, so please do your research. So first of all, let's talk about an LLC regarding a property you own. You can put your property into an LLC if, number one, you bought it through your LLC business, or number two, which is the most common one, if you want to protect yourself from anyone being able to put a lien on your property. So why should you put your property into an LLC? Believe it or not, anyone who supplies labor or materials for a project can file a mechanics lien. This includes a general contractor or a supplier. There are state specific on these rules, so please check before you start the process. As a mortgage broker, I've seen so many liens on title that is not valid. So if you have a common name, most contractors will just pull up the name and the first one that comes up, they'll pick it and put the lien on that property. They won't even spend the time to compare the address to see if it matches. Let's go over how to put your property into an LLC. Step one, you need to understand why you're doing this. What is your purpose? Step number two, you need to create an LLC by going on the Secretary of State website and create a name. You don't have to have a business to do this. Again, you do not have to have a business to do this. Most will use part of their address to keep it simple. For example, if your address is 123 ABC Street, you can use 123 ABC LLC. Or you can just use the street name, ABC LLC. So you should not share this information with anyone because the purpose is so no one can find your property. Step three. The process of transferring your name into an LLC. This process is called getting a quit claim deed, not a quick claim. Everybody always mispronounce um, that. It's quit, Q-U-I-T, quit claim deed. This form can be provided by the title company if you are in the process of a refinance or purchase. If not, you can Google this document. Now, I want to express that you have to be very careful filling out this form. Uh, correctly because if you don't, it'll get rejected by the county. This quit claim does need to be notarized before it gets recorded. So make sure you fill it out correctly or have someone review it and make sure all the, you know, the legal description is correct. I think that's one way that you can get it rejected pretty quick from the county. Okay, so anyone can notarize this form. Once you get it recorded to the county, they will mail you the recorded copy. There will be a stamp on it from the county on this document. Okay, there's one last step that's very important that almost everyone miss. Step number four, you have to appoint who can sign for the LLC. Now, when I originally did this for one of my property, I missed this step. So this is a big learning curve, and I don't want you guys to miss it. So this form is called Statement of Authority. Basically, this appoints you to sign for the LLC that you created. This is needed when you refinance or sell the house. So when you're, you know, when you're transferring title, this is when it's needed. 
you have to quit claim it off title, which your title company can help you to do this also. They can do the sport, uh, the, they can do the statement of authority. So by putting your property into an LLC, if a contractor searches for your name, your property won't come up anymore. They will have to know exactly what the LLC name is to find you. That's how you're protecting yourself. Now let's talk about putting your property into a trust or a view. Now let's talk about putting your property into a trust or a revocable living trust. Here is the difference. My understanding is that with a trust, you still have to go through probate with the courts, which costs money and time. In a revocable living trust, you don't need to go through the courts. Today, I'll go over the revocable living trust. In this trust, you will list yourself as the grantor. Then if something happens to the grantor, you will need to assign the assessor trustee to act as the trustee of the trust. Next, you will list any beneficiaries. Beneficiaries has the fiduciary duty to manage the trustee assets. You can state the percentage of how you want to divide the assets. Also in the trust, you can list any specific assets um, to who you want it to go to other than the beneficiary. So for example, if you have a valuable item that you want to gift to someone that's different uh, from the beneficiary, then you can list that family member on there. Or, you know, like collectibles or jewelry that, you know, is, um, you don't want to pass it down the line, you can list it to that certain person. So just like the LLC, you do have to have a quit claim deed from your personal name to your trust name. So once you do this, then you also need to get this form notarized. Then you will have to get it recorded to the county. So kind of the same procedure. With a revocable trust, you will have to let your homeowner insurance company know and for any retirement assets, you will have to notify them too. But here's the rule to this. You cannot put your retirement into a trust name. So you will have to list the trust name as a beneficiary. So if, for example, if you have your family member as a beneficiary, you can also add the trust name to this. You can add it. You can add like four or five people on the, on the list. So once this is all done, I usually put a copy in a safe place and give a copy out to my beneficiaries so they can have it. Many of us think about doing this, but always put it off. You don't want to wait until something bad happens and then do it in a panic because you will not be in the right mind to make the right decision. Um, or, you know, maybe it's too late and you don't have it. So you have to go through the court. I've experienced this myself years ago and it was too late to do it. So it was a hot mess going through probate and dealing with the court. And of course, they take a huge portion of your assets. So please get to it and get it done, especially when it's not in a bad situation. So you can think clearly and, and make it, you know, make the right decision. So whatever you decide to do, just do it, get it out of the way and have a peace of mind. Um, if you have any questions or if your assets are more complicated, then you can always consult with a living trust lawyer. Uh, you know, they will go into details. Yes, it's going to cost a lot more, but if it's complicated, you definitely want to do it right. 
So if you have enjoyed this information, make sure you give me a follow. And if you have anyone that may benefit from this, please share. I am so thankful that I've come this far to my 20th episode. So thank you so much for, you know, your support. Thank you so much for listening. Please share. As an active mortgage broker and a mentor, if you have any questions or need a pre-qualification, you can reach me through LinkedIn, Paige Ashby Lending, or my other contacts are listed below. Thanks for being part of Unpacking the Home Advantage. (music) 